millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. July 8th, 2020. The Liberty Bell. Aliens in Roswell. Spice Girls, Harry Potter Got Drunk, and How to Back Down That Overly Helpful Friend or Family Member. All of this and more on today's episode of Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it, and have an awesome today. Would you? We got a lot. Got a lot of ground to cover. Hello. You, I was just going to ask. Are you just going to be like, <laughs> words, screw everybody else, words. Hi. Hello. How are you? We've got the fly back again. There's a fly in I here? I don't like it. I do have a uh, DIY... What's the other A DIY remedy. Okay. It's the same one that I recently learned for fruit flies. You burn the house down. Basically, yes. Got it. Let me call... State Farm first to make sure insurance is good. <laughs> no, it's the apple cider vinegar in a jar with, or a cup is what I'm going to use, with mm-hmm. a little bit of dish soap in there. And they and you put something over the top. I'm going to use saran wrap with some holes poked in it. And they get down in there to try to get that apple cider vinegar. And then they get trapped and they drown. That's very inhumane. Good thing they're not humans. It's going to be a lot more effective than trying to fly swat them. I don't know. I kind of like running around you swinging do. it you and love it. cursing. You love it. You get so aggressive with a fly swatter. I do. That's Is that why you have not kept one in our home in yes. over five years? It's been at least five years. Okay. Because you started to get a little bit scary and sketchy with the fly swatter. Well, I don't know how, I don't know how to receive that. Yep. Good. I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna take it in. I don't want to think about it. We'll see if my if my method doesn't work. We'll get the fly swatter back in the house. I may buy a fly swatter tomorrow. We'll see. Okay, um, it's July eighth. Eighth. July eighth. Eight of them. Here we go. Eight days in. Eight days into July of 2020. Eight days after I don't know the beginning. That's right. 
do you mind if I start us off? I, I would invite you to okay. start us off. I'm going to start us off because we got the nicest five-star review in Apple Podcasts. We've been asking some of our awesomes who know us from Sorta Awesome mm -hmm. if they might go over and leave us a review in whatever podcast app situation they listen to if it, if it allows for reviews. And so... That's uh, really soft. That's really soft. You opened your phone for me. So it's open. Read it. It's on my face. Okay. Let me let me throw this out there, and I'm not ashamed to say this. Okay. And it's not a it's not a belittling or a any of that. Just listen. Okay. Listen. Yes. These are people who have enjoyed your content for some time. Mm -hmm. Yes. We're very unashamedly asking, hey. Go do this. We're not assuming it's easy. No. We're not dumb. Yeah. We listen to other people's stuff who yes. ask the same thing. We know yes. it's inconvenient, especially if Apple isn't the place you go to right. to listen. But nonetheless, we're asking very real, hey, please, for our sake, go through the trouble, the discomfort, all of that, of going over there and leaving a review. It is. We are going to have we don't have so we don't have merch for this show yet right we might probably will at some point but yeah. we are getting ready to introduce some new merch for the main show sort of awesome yes and for those willing to leave a review here we yeah. are going to have that count as entries towards multiple drawings for free merch yes so it's not for nothing maybe maybe it is maybe it isn't but we would just ask hey I know it's a pain in the butt, but would you do it on purpose to help us? You are a better asker than I am. <laughs> you're, you're all ashamed and all that, but at the same time, you are a patron to several different people. Golly, you leave yes. reviews. You do yeah. things far more than I do, but I, I honestly can't remember a single time I've listened to a request for one that was something more than just like a weak white flag of surrender. If you want me to do something, ask boldly. And if I enjoy your content, I will. Okay, this is interesting because we just talked about this on the upcoming episode of Sorta Awesome, this concept of being an asker versus a guesser. So you yeah. have to tune in on Friday to hear more about that. Okay. And you know I will. Thank you. I do appreciate your listenership. Speaking of listeners. I don't know. I have reviewed. I did review Sorta Awesome. Way back when. Way I didn't even listen when. to it. I just reviewed it. It was like, it's the best thing ever. That's true. You did. You're so supportive in that. All right, I'm okay. like a good bra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or jockstrap. Take your pick. Speaking of good supporters, I have to share this five-star review. We've had so many lovely, lovely ones come in. It means the world to us. This yeah. one just, I'm going to like literally, I, I did screenshot it. I'm going to just tuck it away. I'm going to fold it up and tuck it away and put it in a special place for a rainy day. It was very nice. It was very nice. And when I need a little boost of hope and encouragement and enthusiasm, I'm going to go back to it. So this is from Apple Podcast user ASNMT. So here we go. I've been a longtime fan of Sorta Awesome and absolutely adore Meg and everything she produces, which is so kind. So when I found out there was a way to hear from Meg daily, daily in all caps, I was totally thrilled. I started listening and was instantly won over by the entertaining banter between Meg and her husband, Kyle. Their conversations are hilarious and insightful. 
which is so nice to say. You know the podcast in your feed that you hit play on the very second a new episode is available, the one that you listen to before any other podcast you subscribe to? This is the nicest thing ever. So sort of awesome and awesome today are those kinds of podcasts for me. I never miss an episode, have listened to every episode start to finish, and immediately hit play when a new one drops. Do yourself a favor and give this one a chance. You'll be hooked in minutes, guaranteed. So that's that's pretty nice that is the nicest thing i'm genuinely saving those words you should forever you should for the rest of my life i'll be an old lady in the nursing home in the old folks home in a rocking chair you'll I'll be have, a widow yeah you, you'll be long since gone yeah i'll have some kind of device what who knows what they'll look like then in 50 years from now but i'll have these words and i'll just be rocking back and forth and consoling and comforting my own heart with them so thank you to ASNMT. So thank you for letting me start the show with that. But genuinely, if you have a moment, we sure would appreciate your review. Please do this. Yeah. It helps. Okay. All of this. It all helps for sure. Yes. All right. Do you want to take the first few little interesting things about today? I thought you were going to take the first few. Oh. So do I want to take the first few? (laughs) Would you allow me? Would you please take the first few? Would you let me take the first few? I will turn the floor over to you. If you will let me, I will take the first few. Okay. Okay. So 1776. New York City. Only Hamilton fans will get that. Okay. I'm not one, so I don't. 1776, the Liberty Bell tolls to announce the reading of the Declaration of Independence. Oh, yes, exactly. The mm-hmm. Liberty Bell. Mm-hmm. Now, related but not nearly as cool, it would have been in 2002, yeah. 18 years ago, uh, the team that I was coaching played in the Liberty Bowl. Liberty Bowl, not Bell. Not Bell, Bowl. Bowl. In Memphis, Tennessee. But Memphis, Tennessee. the logo for yes. Liberty Bowl was, is probably still the Liberty Bell. So yeah. that's my loose connection. That's right. Never seen the real one, but I saw the replica for the football thing stuff. From Liberty Mutual. 19, yeah, 1947. So we've jumped ahead quite a ways, but 1947. Now this is, I feel almost guilty for claiming this for July 8th because it's actually a full, it's several, it spans several days. Oh, okay. The whole process of this, but this is the, the loose number of parenthetical days around when a flying disc landed on the ground in Roswell, New Mexico. This is the beginning of the end of the world as we know it with alien life and Roswell and Area 51 and all the things. Area 51. Okay. And you also enjoy that, what is it, the WB or CW show called Roswell. I know you watch it sometimes. Don't try to I'm trying to think what it is even. I watch, I consume, I don't fall asleep quickly. So I, there's a lot of shows that play. Um, Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of remember it and it's not worth a damn. It's not that good. (laughs) Don't go watch it unless you two suffer insomnia. And then by all means, go for it because you won't, this is the type of show. If you fall asleep watching it and miss four episodes, you won't feel guilty. That's for sure. And you won't miss anything about you. That's for sure. Hey, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. One of the episodes of the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix Mm -hmm. has to do with aliens. 
This yeah. is what this made me think of. I like to talk about alien stuff. Are they real? Are they not? I don't know. But, but you told me you would watch at least the first episode. Yes, I will. Of Unsolved Mysteries. We've run into some scheduling conflicts where when I've come into the bedroom, you have been already you come in down after, for the count. You come in after 930. I know. Asleep. I've been so spun up these last few evenings. I don't know. It's partially probably due to the public launch of this show yes, and just is. my mind running. What did I forget? Yeah. What do I still need to do? But then in general, I'm kind of a mind cavey troubled human at times. So we'll get there. We'll, we'll get it done. Okay. But you will, will you watch the first yes. movie tonight? Tonight. Well, okay. Maybe. And we can talk about it tomorrow. We'll try. Okay. No promises. That's not the one about aliens. So if okay. that makes it feel any better or it's worse, I don't know. Literally. And you know this. If you're really advocating a thing, yes. I'm going to participate. Me. I okay. will. You know I will. Okay. And if it's delayed longer than you hoped or faster than you anticipated, all of that just has to do with the idiosyncratic weirdnesses of me. Okay. Just be patient with me. We'll get there. All right. Um, 1949. Yes. Today is the birthday of Wolfgang Puck. The chef, the Iron Chef. You remember Iron Chef? Yes. That was like the precursor to all the garbage that's on now. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. Last night, I you fell asleep watching what? Something delicious. Some crazy delicious. Something. Some food cookie. On Netflix. Cooking yes. thing. The winner gets a golden apple. Yeah. And I came in and laid down and grabbed. I literally held the remote in my hand for twenty minutes. <laughs> like I need to change it to a different <laughs> show, but I want to. That looks interesting. Is it good? I watched it for literally like three minutes and I was snoring. So. I'll tell you, this is what I appreciate okay. from this show. Yes. I won't say if it's good or not. That, that's subjective anyway. Okay. This is what I think is good about the show. And what I deeply appreciate is that unlike so many other shows and even our culture right now. Right. It's, it's loving. Oh. Nobody is crapped on. You're out of here, jackass. It's none of that. Yeah. It's... It's really, truly appreciating, hey, if you got here, you're good. Yes. And we're sad to see you go, but somebody had to go first and go second. Somebody had to win. Right. But nobody is belittled. Aww. Nobody's put down, and I appreciate that deeply. I like that. Yeah. Maybe I'll make another go at it. You should. You should. It. It's, yes. To me, as uplifting as a food show can be, it is. It's, it's a positive it's getting to be the kind of people we should be, I think. I like that a whole bunch. Yeah. And then the last one I'm going to do before I turn uh -huh. the reins over to you. Uh -huh. 1996. 96. This is our college years. So Miller. it's practically only 24 years ago now. Yeah. Uh, which makes me feel painfully old. But the British pop band, the Spice Girls. Yep. They released their debut single, Wannabe. Okay. Which helped make them an international sensation. International pop sensation, the Spice Girls. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the lyrics to Wannabe. Okay. If you, you might be thinking of it, if you were alive in 1996. Yeah, if not, you should go listen. You should go listen to this, even if you know what we're talking about. Just go pull it up on whatever you listen to music on and just give it a quick listen for its birthday. As you may remember... It begins with, I'll tell you what I want. What I really, really yep. want. And then the, the callback. It's a callback. It's a call and callback 
form of prose mm -hmm. in the lyrics. So tell me what you want. Right? Yeah, I'm sadly, what, I know the lyrics, What you really, really want. There's, there's that back and forth, mm -hmm. the call and response of the first ones. Can we talk about, though, the chorus, which says, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Get with my friends. Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a strange thing, really, to really What's it deconstruct mean? and What's break it down. What's it mean? Before I get with you, I have to get with your friends? Is this a... Is it a, some weird sexual colony of freedom? What's I happening mean, here? It's disturbing because it says, you know, this is where the thing comes in of like, French, you know, make it last forever. Friendship never mm -hmm. ends. Mm -hmm. Is it inviting people to some really open relationships? Maybe. Is this the origination <laughs> of the, the fun buddy? <laughs> You thought I was going to say something else. I did. It means something else. It means something else. You know, that's the great thing about pop music. You don't yeah. really have Who to knows? think about the lyrics too much. Who I knows? do. And sometimes I'll break things down and be able to tell Daisy, like, this song is actually pretty misogynistic. And she'll be like, Mom, relax. Yeah. It's just pop easy, music. Easy, Tiger. <laughs> so, yeah, that was 1996. Golly. If we um, were in college, in college, yeah, we were in college. Yeah. If we were better at like incorporating some visuals into those of you, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, we could. I have pictures on that lap board that you still use to oh this day. Oh my gosh, yeah. That I made in probably 96, 97. Yeah. Pictures of us in 96. I had rocking out that 90s look. My hair was glorious. It isn't now. That's why I. Trim it all down, and I'm in need of a another buzzing down. I'm I'm in that stage of life where I know I'm balding. I should fully embrace it and just shave it, but I continue just to buzz it down, and I live in that intermediary space. Yeah, yeah. But you had you had a lot. I of had I le legit I had gorgeous hair. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so that was '96 for us and for the Spice Girls and wannabe. Something pivotal happened in uh, 2000 mm -hmm. on this day, July uh, 8th, and that is that the newest release at that time of the Harry Potter series, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, mm -hmm. was dropped. It was released for the first time. A Harry Potter book was released simultaneously. Simultaneous release. Right. Right. On two, both sides of the Atlantic. Yeah. Yep. This is All the, the people. It's the fourth book in the Harry Potter series. The initial run is over 5 million books. Many booksellers opened at midnight so that devoted Potterheads could get that first copy right. hot off the press. If you've not read this or watched the movie, the general premise is that Harry, Hermione, and whoever, Ronald... I'm impressed. I just remembered three names, right? <laughs> These three... Jack legs are wandering around in the woods and they find Hagrid's moonshine still, the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> like, they try it, they get completely wasted, and the rest of the movie is just them passed out and like weird animals sniffing and pawing at them. It's really disturbing I, for a children's book. I was so. I had such a question mark that you were going to try to give a plot overview of Goblet of Fire. So, yeah. Um, Goblet of Fire is a very pivotal book in the series because up indeed that it was point, their their coming into adulthood where they drank for the first time. Well, 
<laughs> I don't think that's right. But it is where the in the in the whole entirety of the series, this is the middle book, and it's the book where it begins to be a little bit more serious. Leading up to mm-hmm. this, it was some pretty standard uh, YA fantasy literature, but at the end of um, at the end of the book, there's a character death. Is it weird to not give spoilers at like 20 if years after? But people have yeah, it's okay. It's okay. What is the name of the kid who dies? Cedric? Cedric Diggory? Is that the character's name? If you're asking me, you're walking backwards. Dies at the end of the book. And it's the first, it's like when, as a reader, you're like, oh my gosh, the stakes are so much higher than I thought they were. Mm-hmm. This is real. People, kids at Hogwarts are dying now because of the... You know the Dark Lord, and, the evil verse, yeah, and the he who shall not be named, and those types of things. So anyway, it's a pivotal book. I will say that for anybody who's ever tried to make a run at the Harry Potter books, and they find the first three books to be a little slow, which I totally did. And I said this to my girls when they started reading Harry Potter: you've got to get at least to the end of book four before you quit, because after the end of book four, the action really takes off in a brand new and re-energized way. So it's a, it was a very important book in the midst of a very important series for um, contemporary literature, especially YA literature. So there's that. Gotcha. Nice. All right. Now I'm, when I get to my next topic, I'm going to uncork. Do you have anything preceding that last rites, anything like that, that you want to Okay, I used to call our priest for? No, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, you laid the groundwork because I've already exhausted. I listed four names from Harry Potter, which I've not read, and I think that's pretty amazing. you got to lay the framework for this. Okay, so if you are new to our lives, you may not know that we are Catholic, mm-hmm. and we're not only Catholic, we're Catholic converts. Mm-hmm. So Beginning in 2017 is yes. when that started. In the fall of 2017, in October of 2017, we began the process of uh, coming into the Catholic Church. Uh, we were both were raised evangelical Christian, and in a region of the country that is not just not Catholic, but that is anti-Catholic, actively anti-Catholic in a lot of ways. Uh, we both grew up with our own share of anti-Catholic prejudice in our families mm-hmm. of origin. Um, so we began this process of coming into the church, both of us, and that's a whole other story for another day. Yeah. But uh, both of us knew that it was going to be because of the way that we were raised and the opinions held by our families of origin. We knew there was going to be some hurdles to overcome in revealing this news to our respective families. Now, interestingly, <laughs> we didn't tell, my, this was when my parents lived out of state in Mississippi, but they had come home. So we started uh, the formation classes in October. They'd come to Oklahoma, my parents had, for Christmas, and we were sitting around the table, and my dad asked, so where are you guys going to church these days? Because we'd been to a few churches, and I mean, five years of trying churches before this. And our daughter, who didn't know that we hadn't told them yet about this big conversion, was like, well, we've been going to the Catholic church. And my parents were like, Really? Right. Forks dropped. Forks clattered to the plate. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. But your uh, path with t- discussing with your uh, mom and No, stop it. Sister. You're ruining it. Okay. Well, it took a little bit different path. That's all Just, I'm going to say. Okay. But you've got to lay the framework because you showed this to me within the... So there, there's oh, two, there's two Facebook yes. groups for the main show, for Sort of Awesome Media yes. and Sort of Awesome, the main show. Um 
there's one that's for Patreon. I can't remember where this post. You tell this me. This was in the main hangout group. Okay. okay. I saw a post from one of our awesome saints, Sarah, and she was asking, what do you do when you have family members, people that you love, um, who are really, really passionate about a thing and they're insistent on sending you documentaries to watch so that you can get on their team, you can get on board with this thing is whatever it is that they believe and they keep sending you these documentaries that they really want you to watch and discuss with them. What do you do about that? And we're not talking about strangers on the internet, we're talking about your actual yeah. family members. Yeah. Because for the sake of holidays and yeah. get togethers and all that, you have to maintain some semblance of peace and okay. respect. Well, I'm sorry. I gave the wrong context. It's okay. I, no, I, no, I, no, I, it, I gave the context valid. backwards. It's okay. okay here we go. Your, your listeners are intelligent yeah. and they will figure it out. I have no doubt about that. Okay. So, yeah. And when Meg told me about this, my mind snapped immediately to this. And so I had a family member who, again, just not even really, never having investigated anything on their own, just had some kind of inborn, entrained, anti-Catholic perspectives. And when they found out, because, you know, we told people, yeah. as you would, yeah. and when they found out we were converting, there was a, a real terror and fear and concern and all of that. And this person provided then this not soft rebuttal via email to me called and said, Hey, I sent you an email. Go look at it. I looked at it. And it was like this whole series of people that they'd found to crap on the Catholic faith. Yes. Um, Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like, what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And so this ultimately, this approach that I took, and I'm going to share the gory details of it because I think they're beautiful. Okay. Uh, but the approach itself is the tool. Yes. That we're sharing to say, rather than sit and bicker about the points themselves. Yeah. For whatever reason, maybe it was just luck or grace or whatever you want to call it in the moment. I took a different approach. And I had time because they'd emailed, they'd made the suggestion, not expecting an immediate response. I had time to really delve into my oh, yeah. INTJ-ness you did. and dig through things. Yeah. And so I replied in person, which I had both scripted and reversed, rehearsed, not reversed. I didn't reverse it. I rehearsed it. Okay. They are different things. Yes. 
you could reverse the rehearsal. Would it be a post rehearsal? I don't know. That's a whole nother episode. Very complicated, um, yeah. So I sat down with them, and I'm going to have to rely on notes here. I actually kept this document because it took many hours of work, but it was worthwhile. But so you um, went to meet with this family member in person. Went to meet in person once I'd done my research. To say, hey, you know, I appreciate that you yeah. cared enough yeah. to share your concerns with me, and here's what I've discovered. So I, I mentioned to them that, you know, we do, of course, now live in an age that's just rife with information. Doesn't mean the information's good. Right. There's just a lot of it. And so one of the methodologies that I use when I'm trying to find truth is to go in before I've even really fully listened to the person's perspective. I want to go in and I want to look at the credentials of the person making the statements uh, and even maybe look into some of the things if they bother to cite something. Right. I want to look at what they've cited and who said it and who they are and what their credentials are because I don't need my life shaped by some yahoo that does nothing but post on whatever social media and yeah. scream and yell. Now, this does make it very frustrating if you're like me and you don't care about... Right. If you're more of a confirmation bias fan. Yeah. If you're yeah. big into the confirmation bias, which I will admit I certainly can be. And I just like to be like, well, so-and-so said it's very difficult because you'll be like, wait a second, who is so-and-so and, -so? and mm -hmm. what is their expertise? Yeah. Why, why do they deserve to be listened to? Exactly. You got to ask that in the era where everybody can be a, right. a, a writer, a podcaster, you should sure. look up our credentials. They're not that impressive. They're not great. Megs are better than mine, I'll be honest. <laughs> so anyway, the first the first name on the list that she brought up, I went and looked. And again, I don't care what statement it was that, that this family member was quoting from this, this guy. I just wanted to know, okay, well, who's this guy? Mm -hmm. Well, he's a, he's a preacher, Protestant preacher, reportedly having preached over 500 sermons before graduating high school. That's almost mathematically impossible. It's a true <laughs> magic moment. Did he start at the age of eight? Or did he wait until, you know, 14 and do two sermons a year? I don't know. The maths don't work there. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, kind of threw that perspective out and just said, you know, that, just, that seems strange to me. Yeah. Instead of... All the other things I wanted to say, like, this is a complete and utter giant bucket of poo. No, I think that's really important because a lot of times when you are approaching somebody who has really different views from yourself, instead of coming right in with guns blazing and saying, right. this is BS, if you can say, this, I had a concern over this. Yeah. this I had some questions. It's a legal tactic. You yeah. poke holes in the credibility of the expert witness. Right. Yeah. So... Dropped that and then said, and you know, oh, by the way, I found randomly this online thing about how this guy told a knock-knock joke to his office assistant about John the Baptist, and the end of the joke was him dumping a cup of water on her head in the middle of the office. This this guy seems a little off. Yeah. He seems a little strange. Yeah. Then I found another deal where he was affiliated, and this is... 2009, so it's it's a ways back, but he was affiliated. He was a big promoter of a guy who 
had this massive conversion story. Said he'd been born in Turkey and that he'd been raised Muslim, but then by the grace of God, he found whatever, converted to whatever one of the Protestant denominations that he did. And then he was, oh, he was the poster child that, okay. that all these guys, and this fellow especially, had propped up, celebrated, paraded around. And then a few years into it, he's this, this young proselyte, is that the word? Yes. He is giving some type of public address and he mispronounces the name of a city in Turkey. Uh-huh. And somebody's like, well, if you grew up in Turkey, you should know how to pronounce that. This reporter happened to also be originally from Turkey. And oh. they went and looked and ultimately found out that the whole thing was a sham, that he'd oh. grown up in Ohio. Oh my gosh. And of course then, you know, this this guy distances himself from that failure. Yeah. Then, then we run through an, a deal where like one of his, he's currently, at the time I had this conversation, this guy was currently uh, under investigation and I think they had just dropped charges on him because his longtime friend of 40 years, it was coming out that he had helped him to uh, molest and... Mm do bad things to kids and all oh kinds gosh. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the final, like the little cherry on top was that he'd finished his career working at a seminary college, a Bible college where he had helped fundraise two and a half million dollars for a heritage center and library, which strangely ended up looking like, and in fact functioning as his home. What? Instead of a library. And it was his private residence. It was his private residence on campus. Oh my gosh. They'd fired him, but they couldn't get him out of there. Oh he dear. was just still living there. They couldn't figure out, strangely, how to get rid of him. And of the over 40, uh, no, no, no. Let me look because I think it's more than that. Um, I think it's actually 70 stained glass windows that are in the facility, and I'm not seeing it in my notes. Let's, whether it's 40, 70, whatever, the point is that one of them, one of the stained glass windows, so they're depicting you know, saints and biblical figures and all of this, but then one of those windows was a depiction of he and his wife. <laughs> so he just kind of self-elevated there, and, and don't forget us. In case you managed to overlook the fact that we're living here in this building on campus illegally. That's good. So he was a pretty classic narcissist. Yes. So we're, we're at this point, we're done with anything he could have to say because you're going to take advice. Is, is this who you're going to you know make your life decisions from the advice from this kind of a cat? Yeah. And it, it effectively worked. But then the second and the bigger, more searing group of information, packet of information. That's right. It was a whole packet. That was handed out. Um, to you. To me, from this family member. Yes. I won't list the website. It's from just, it's not worth it. It's from a Weebly website. A Weebly <laughs> That's even a thing. I don't know. The, Wait, what was anything it digital never dies. Angel Fire. Angel Fire. Yeah. Yes. From an Angel Fire website. Way back in the day. Yes. Somebody's in our yard. They're picking up some of our big trash. Okay. Like good enough. Yeah. Um, so I go in first and I do have, I do have some decent web skills. Uh, utilize what you got in your arsenal. The first thing I, I look up and find is that there's no 
free or legal means by which to determine who, in fact, owns this website. Oh. Everywhere that you could access via those channels was just unknown, unstated. Somehow they'd meant that's not something that's easy to accomplish. And I don't think it's something that's free. To accomplish. Now, I was going to say, I feel like you have to actively work around that. Yeah. I have several websites listed in my name, and that it's pretty much just standard that you, unless you take active measures, and mm-hmm. again, I think there mm-hmm. is some money involved if you want to go the extra step of hiding yes. for whatever reason, maybe a good reason, maybe a nefarious reason, whatever, you can do it. But for the most part, standard is your name is attached to the, the website domain that you own. That's right. That's right. Or your company's name. Yeah, something. Yeah. This was this was interesting. And the further we go, the more fascinating that piece in and of itself can become. So then I looked, and, and keep in mind, this is going down, this search, this, this information gathering is being done in 2017. Mm-hmm. I find that the site was created in January of 1997, and All that right. the most recent content on the site uh-huh. was from 2003. Okay. That during that six-year time frame of activity, there were less than 400,000 unique visitors. Okay. So this is looking real legit, right? This is a good, yeah, I trust this person yeah. already. Yeah. They got to know. Hey, they got to know. They put it on the internet. It must, it be, must be true. true. It must be true. Yes. So then... And this is all stuff I'm sharing with this family member. Then I go through a list of other statements made by this anonymous site host, site owner. And the reason you were there is because this this packet of information... It was a lot of anti-Catholic claims. But they had basically printed it off of this website. Yeah. And it was all the bad things. Well, they'd emailed it. They'd emailed it to me, I think. And I printed it and it was a substantial thing. Yes. So then I went through the other things that this person had said. And I'm going to rattle through these because they're amazing. You must get rid of your television and minimize all electronics. But this person then constantly, and from this point forward, refers to the television as the hellavision. Right? Yes. Woo! <laughs> this is good. Tell me more. Television. <laughs> and it's like a legal document. Like, from this point forward, this party shall be known yes. as television. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you must homeschool your children. And there is only one approved curriculum. Approved by who? We don't know. Other than this website owner. And unfortunately, the hyperlink to that goes to a company that has long since been out of business. So if you want so to do it, screwed. yeah, I was going to say, if you want to do it this person's way, you, you are, can't. as they say, out of luck. I love this one. It comes up. It just, it's beautiful. You must only read the authorized version of the 1611 King James version of the Bible. Mm. And because of the difficulty in finding this out of print version, they provide a download and suggest that you go print this yourself. Now, think about the thickness of a Bible and printing it. And then remember, this is 
somewhere between 97 and 2003, printing technology was the dot matrix yeah, printer. Yeah, it was. Which was somewhere, it boasted a raging speed of somewhere between one and two minutes per page. Per page. Yes. And I know from personal experience yep. because I had one of those yeah, you did. in college. Yep. And to print out a five-page term paper could take anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. And oftentimes something would get off track and you're like, damn, and you have to restart. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's good times. But you got to print your Bible out. Print the Bible. Print it yourself. Just like the printer of the Bible. The Gutenberg. The Gutenberg. You must be your own Gutenberg. It's, it's DIY Gutenberg time. Yes. Yes. Go Guten yourself. <laughs> you must learn to live a Christian life outside of amusements, television, video games, clubs, etc. I mean, to be fair, a lot of Catholic saints would have preached the same thing. Well, they didn't have all this stuff either. <laughs> It continues, though, to get good. Men are called, presumably by God, to perform all of their own home repairs and to take up fishing. I'm disappointed. You are I do not some home repairs. I do not fish. Do not fish. I've never seen you fish. used to fish. I don't really enjoy it. I've never seen you fish in over 20 years. Plainly, I'm going to hell. Yep. Women are responsible for cooking, sewing, cleaning, etc. A lot of etc. Oh, on the list. Just like built right in. Yeah, yeah just okay. you know, you know the the you spiel. Know, all the lady stuff. Yeah, yeah. Also, then women should make their own feminine products, and there are recipes included on the site for how to do that. Um, if you want that link badly enough, maybe through private message or something, we'll share that. If you're just desperate, uh, ladies. To do that yourself, or men that need fishing guidance, ah, yes. maybe, I don't know. Okay. Um, you should regularly take long walks. That's important for your salvation. For life. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh-huh. Ritalin, the drug for ADD, causes death. Don't let schools bully you into using it. Get your kids out of school anyway, and school them yourself. Now listen, I will come at you with having been a teacher in this time frame. Mm -hmm. As a teacher, you could not, under any circumstances, tell a parent their child needs to be on Ritalin. Because if you did, then guess who was financially responsible for that child's drug treatment? Not the parent, the school district. Wow, I didn't know that. That's awesome. So that would, in most states, never happen. Not going to happen. The school is not going to bully you into any medication because that's not how this works babies can read okay and this is i guess part of the education perspective and that this person said that by 20 months their daughter was reading i'm maybe they can't i'm pretty, they can't. pretty skeptical i've had now five 20 months old well nico's not there yet we got to get nico we're on close. that reading plan enough. right now i guess so i guess so too bad old. that link is broken we'll yes. have to Dig around a little bit. Um, This is a long quote. I discovered that schools are using psychological techniques and occult practices to manipulate the opinions, views, and values of our children, break down parent-child communication, intentionally destroying the family structure, and to teach biblically unsound doctrines and pro-Satanism. Satanism. The intention, colon, big statement. The intention, colon, is to prepare children for a new world order, condition them into accepting and practicing occultism, and ultimately to willingly worship Satan. 
Whoa. That's a big intention. They should have used two colons there. Not to mention the fact that you and I went to public school. It's true. And we didn't even know we were being prepared to worship Satan. I didn't know. I guess I can feel more comfortable in those satanic social circles now. (laughs) I know how to do this. Move. I got it. You can fit into any satanic cult. No problem. Easy. Uh, You must have a tool chest of basic useful hand tools for completing projects and making repairs. I'm assuming this must be for the men. Uh, and there is there is a recommended list of tools that should be in that. I mean, you do have that now. Uh, well, I don't know that you're, I followed the list, but I have the, the tool you're, chest. You're on the highway to heaven now. I, it's good. I needed to. I needed something. Yeah. Find and print the 1992, specifically the 1992 edition of the Military Survival Manual. Now, this is of course assuming that your dot matrix printer didn't take a dump after the whole 1611 authorized version of the King James Bible. Yes. Um, All foods and drinks should be homemade. Do not use margarine. Use the stove instead of the radiation oven, which is the microwave. Can't trust the microwave. Um, I'm going to skip a few of these because it's just... There's more. There's more. Um, Hit the highlights. No, this is good. So the new international version. So remember, this person's like the King James translation of the Bible. 1611. The 1611. That's the only thing. So, but then they're just like, hey, look, look here, buddy. The NIV translation, it deletes exactly the same verses as does the Jehovah's Witness Bible. Oh. Scathing. The publisher of the New International Version is owned by the people who published the Satanic Bible. That's patently untrue. And then the final, (laughs) right, it's not, none of this is right. The chairman of the New International Version Old Testament Committee was a sodomite. Oh, no. Nobody says that. You can't say that. That's not even... Yeah, where did they shake you out of the grave, sir? Or ma'am, whoever you are. That's not acceptable to put on the internet. And then the final one I pulled from that list was warning, colon. Big warning. Yeah. Be careful of Bible colleges. And this is the exact quote. I do not know one good one. Get your anointing, call, and teaching from the Holy Ghost. Do it. And from your 1611 King James Version original. There we go. Now, if that wasn't enough, and it was enough the, the in this, in this, this confrontation, point. this soft confrontation, yes, it was enough. But when you're in one of these, you don't want to leave the you don't want to leave the window open. You want to close all things. So yeah. I went on to say, uh, you know, though this author is a mysterious unknown person. That again, my search went on and I grabbed several of the phrases that they repeated over and over. And what I found was that this person derived a very significant portion of their views from another guy. Okay. And so as I went to look at that guy, well, he's quite an accomplished fellow. Okay. By the age of 50, he Uh had been a Catholic priest, a high degree Mason, a Wiccan high priest, a hardcore Satanist that had sacrificed babies, a Mormon, an evangelical Christian, and to have been abducted by a UFO, and to have become later than a vampire. Yes. I knew we were going to circle back to vampires eventually. Here we are. According to this sage of all faiths, yep, or unfaiths, or and or all both the, and yeah. all of the faith and unfaiths, yeah. 
Satan is responsible for UFO abductions and has been masterminding this plot for generations in order to crossbreed humans with his fallen angels. And the result is that elves, leprechauns, and fairies have become more reptilian looking. This explains everything. Now we know. Now we know. The last time I visited with the leprechaun and I was like, you're really lizard-like, man. What's going on? <laughs> All I had to do was figure this out, right? So I wrapped up this neat little package of internet research. Never once did I disagree with one of the statements they made. About Catholicism. About Catholicism. I just laid forth all of this. And then at the end of the conversation, I said, hey, look, we hold our views, or rather the views that we do hold strongly, we've not done so out of ignorance. We're familiar with all of the intellectually responsible arguments that might be made against it. Yes. None of which these are. Right. I appreciate you, you know, being concerned to bring something to light. I can offer you some other sources that might offer a, a better argument, but right. I already have the answers for those. Yeah. So thanks. And not once since then, that was three years ago, almost. Yeah. Yep. Not once since then has this family member bothered us with anything, no. anything about belief. They're like, that's, that's a tornado I don't wish to live inside of. <laughs> I do believe that by the time you had gone through this entire list, that person felt like it looked like they'd been through a tornado. Yeah. Just like disheveled yeah. hair. Pallid skin. Just, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was very effective. And I did not get yeah, I didn't attack the. I didn't attack this family member. No, I was not disrespectful to them. We were. We were honestly laughing yes. with each other about the ridiculousness of these. Yeah, people who she had trusted, and so it solved a problem. It did. It took some work, but like I said, we've never had to revisit this issue again. So hey, if you're up for the work, yeah, I promise you, anything out there that's really silly that's being presented to you, like, you should believe this too. You can dig around and you can find adequate yeah. information to put the cap on that bottle in a hurry. And if you can't find an Enneagram 5, tap them on the shoulder and say, help, please. Yeah. Can you do a quick deep dive? Here's the resource. Now tell me, what do I need right. to know? This was about three hours of research Yeah. for somebody that, again, I, I have a decent... You're set a, of tools for searching and internet ninja mm -hmm. so it took you not as long but truly i do think that that's very valuable because what what a person is inviting you to when they share something is to look at their argument as it were or their points that they want you to believe and they want to talk about it point by point but that's usually ineffective right if you're already coming at it from a place of like this just i don't believe this i don't think it's true i feel like the sources are really sketchy if you try to get into a point-to-point -point argument oh my gosh it's just it's so much time and energy and i don't think anybody gets their mind changed on either side right but if you can look at the resources and the sources and the and look at the bigger context sometimes it can give people a little bit of a pause to be like, should I be believing this? Right, right. It's a good. It's always a good question. That's a bold statement. I try. I try to always and never use the words always and never. <laughs> um, it's typically, most often, a good practice 
in one of these, if you're caught off guard with one of these, to be like, what? Do you have any research I can look at on that? Yeah. And and kind of slow play through, and then yeah, given the opportunity, and you got to pick your battles, pick which one you want to grandstand on. This one just happened to fit where there was good information, and so I would have looked anyway. But when I found what I did, yeah, I could present that in the right way, and hey, and the game's over. It's done. That's true. It's good. There's been peace. We can enjoy holidays, yes. being around each other, and it's no big deal. That's right. And I think, honestly, the person respects our decision more. Right. Though they may not agree with it, they respect it because they know it wasn't. We didn't get duped into something. Exactly. We were very thoughtful and considerate. You know, I think that's an important thing, that idea of being duped into believing something. I think that in the context of a lot of, hey, you don't know about a thing that I know about. And I, I love you and I care about you and I want you to know about this thing. Um, that sometimes there is a sort of built-in implication of like, you've been duped into believing something else, but I want to reveal the truth to you. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, if you can kind of take that perspective and that approach of like, actually I do Let's, you know, let's kind of like have a level playing field here um, as we're discussing who knows what. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That it, you can walk away sometimes with both parties be, feeling like, well, all right. And I, most, I most bad research. positions that someone's taking are going to spring forth from a, a wrong assumption to begin with. So yeah. go find that wrong assumption. Yeah. It's much easier to beat that up. To yes. remedy the situation. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Covered a lot of ground. We sure did. So, as a refresher, for those of you who made it this far and didn't pass out or die, yes. um, please, we're asking for your help to go leave reviews and likes and do it both places. Do, do it through podcasts. Do it on the video. Even if you don't watch the video, just go throw some thumbs up on things on YouTube you can search Sorta of Awesome yeah. and find it, I believe. It's uh, it's in the Awesome Today uh, playlist. Playlist, yeah. All right. There's, there's several playlists. Everything Everything's public now okay. on all that, so you can also watch old stuff. But, yeah, leave likes on there. That helps us. Um, also, you know, depending on where those land, it may or may not also give some guidance as to future topics. So Totally, yes. Okay. Well, this is really good. I hope you all have a wonderful July 8th. Yeah. And, in fact... Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Right, Bye-bye. There was a company who, for $200, sold guidelines for how to teach your baby to read. In 2014, they agreed to legal judgments of more than $185 million to resolve charges alleging that the program had no scientific evidence for their claims. Sad Panda. It is unlikely that you will teach your baby to read. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.